Welcome to the Retire While You Work podcast here in Nashville, Tennessee. We believe the concept of retirement in this country is fundamentally broken. We work ourselves to death and we miss out on so many of life's precious moments. I'm David Adams. I'm Carson Odom. I'm Miles Zuger. And together, as a team of certified financial planner professionals and CPAs, we're committed to helping free others from this antiquated mindset, using our three-bucket approach to managing money and finding creative ways to live now and retire while you work. Join us as we discuss a variety of financial topics and ways to help us change the way we think about time and money and which one of these is the true currency. Welcome back to another episode of the Retire While You Work podcast. I'm Carson, Miles is with me today, and instead of getting anything too technical, we figured we might take this opportunity to kind of give a background of ourselves, uh, how we got here, what led us up to this point to join the David Adams Wealth Group team, um, and give a little history about each of us. Yeah, I think you know we just wanted to share a little bit about how we got into the business and um, Maybe a couple of our favorite things are about being in the business and working with clients because no two clients are the same and, and it's um, always great to work with people from, from different walks of life. And so we just want to share a little bit about a little bit of that with you today. Plus, I think you and I both have some different backgrounds. It's not exactly the same with how we got into the business, but we both ended up here. So yeah, be, definitely might be kind of interesting. Um, you want to hit it, head it off? Yeah, I can. Off? Yeah, I can start here. No problem. Um, I kind of had more of a traditional route into the business, I would say. I mean, growing up, my grandpa, and I've talked about this before, but my grandpa was always trading in different stocks when I was in high school, and I kind of started paying attention to what he was doing and had an interest in it, and went to college and was business administration major, which I think a lot of people are, but I decided I kind of wanted to go the finance route after taking a few courses. Where'd you go to school again? So I went to school at University of Wisconsin-Platteville. I'm from South, uh, sorry, Northwest Illinois. Platteville's kind of in the southwestern corner up there, and I'm, I'm not, didn't grow up far from Wisconsin. And so um, went there for school and- Were you a finance major? I was, yeah, I was a finance major. I ended up doing business administration with the emphasis in finance and then marketing as well, because I had a couple of classes that I could uh, make that happen. So I did that, and then my last semester, actually, it's kind of how I made my way down to Nashville. Moved down here and did an internship and liked it. And at that internship, one of the um, people who was working there, he was looking for kind of a junior advisor, I guess you could say. And he hired me on, started there with him. We made our way to another firm working together, and then we kind of ended up going our separate ways. And then 2018, joined up with David. Um, so, I mean, since I've been out of college, which graduated in 2014, so for going on eight, almost 10 years here um, of being kind of in the financial planning space. So like I said, kind of that more traditional route of graduated with a finance degree, um, got an internship in the business, you know, paid attention to what my grandpa was doing growing up and then um, joined here with David in 2018. So that was kind of how I got in the business. I know Carson, he has, I mean, not far from a traditional route, but I know he started on the tax side. Yeah. Um, so what was it, Carson, about financial planning that pulled you over from the tax side? That's a good question. Um, I think initially, I always wanted to end up doing what I'm doing today. Um, 
and I'll kind of get there. I'll, I'll start way back in the beginning. In, in school, I started out, I went to Middle Tennessee State University, so I was born and raised here in Smyrna, so it was in my back door, uh, backyard. So I went to MTSU and started out with management just because I didn't really, I wasn't sure, honestly, what I wanted like to bu- do. Like business management? Business okay. yeah, business management. Um, then I actually had a buddy that was doing accounting as his undergrad, and he was like, dude, if you get accounting, you can do everything that you can do under management plus more. And I was like, come on. I don't know about that. Um, but I had my first accounting class and I was actually decent at it and it made sense. So I switched to accounting and got my undergrad in accounting and the typical route for those that are going into public accounting and getting their CPA license is to go on and do their master's of accountancy. But I knew my long-term goal was to do something related to finance. So I did my master's degree in finance um, and loved every second of my education. Maybe not so much at the time, but it was looking back, it was great. Had a high quality education, and I appreciate all that I learned while I was in school. While I was in school, I kind of my first corporate job. W- weren't you a part of like the investment committee or something at yeah, we, as well? Did you we have something had, there? It was interesting. We had the opportunity where there was a class where we were in charge as a class to manage a portfolio where it was either, I forgot who was the benefit of the portfolio, but we had a professor who was a CFA who was kind of had oversight of the portfolio and he would lead our discussions of how to invest the funds. I mean, it was a few hundred thousand dollars that we spent the whole semester learning how to manage a portfolio for, it was a growth oriented portfolio and the whole semester, the CFA, the professor was walking us through how to manage it, how to make selections, when to rebalance, when to cut loose from a position. It was really, really interesting. And that was kind of my first exposure to managing a portfolio and kind of um, really the stock market in general. So I guess we kind of, not to cut you off, we kind of had something similar though. The, um, where like the board of trustees or the, or whoever runs the endowment, they shaved off like it's like, it wasn't a ton of money from an endowment perspective, but it was maybe like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars, and That's I was cool. part of the investment committee. And they, to get a stock picked, you had to, you know, do your research and know what you're talking about, and then you would actually pitch it to the entire, who, you know, it was just a group, but whoever was part of the investment committee, there was maybe twenty or thirty of us in there, and if you made a strong argument and you know people were in agreement, you could actually get that added as part of mm-hmm. or one of the investments inside of the investment committee portfolio. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You're not going to do anything wild because you have a professor. You know, yeah, and there's the same thing. There's a pro- yeah. professor that was watching over the class. It right. wasn't just a <laughs> bunch of teens in low twenties just going rogue, running right. some of the endowment fund. Right, right, right. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, so while I was in school, my first corporate job was um, here in Nashville. I worked at a private company, did private accounting for about nine months. And it was my first exposure to just how a real business works. And I had to dress business casual. And that was, I was in office every day. And that was while I was still in school, loved every second of it. It was a great atmosphere. Got to really understand how a company is led, how, what a leadership team looks like. It was great, great exposure. I'm extremely grateful for that opportunity and that experience. And then from there, I spent three years at a public accounting firm here in Nashville doing mainly taxes along with some outsourced accounting. And during that time, um, while I was, I was there during my master's degree and I passed my CPA exam while I was getting in that year, I was getting my master's degree. And that was some of the best high quality experience I could have ever gotten. Because at the time I knew my goal was always to end up in the financial planning world, but 
for me, it was always just one opportunity uh, that presented itself after taking the previous. So for example, it was taking a accounting internship at a private company here in Nashville that I know that I couldn't necessarily see myself staying there forever, but I knew it was a good experience. It was a good exposure. And I was just one foot in front of the other. And from there that opened the door to the, um, to the public accounting firm. And from there, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I love telling the story about how I linked up here, but I was, it was a random day. I was doing a Google search and I always thought it was interesting to find financial planners who had their CPA license as well as those who are certified financial planning professionals or CFPs. Cause there's not a ton of them out there really. Right. So I was like, okay, that means they've probably been on the tax side and now they're on the financial planning side. So I did a Google search. I said Nashville CPA CFP. And one of the first results was David's website. So clicked on his website, found his email on the website. And I was like, yo, I am some college student in the Maybe not yo. Maybe you didn't start. <laughs> I probably was a little bit more professional than that. But I was like, hey, David, I'm some college student, student studying for my CPA exam. I'd love to get into the financial planning world. It's really my dream. Would you have 30 minutes to sit down, talk to me, and give me some advice? Because from my perspective, I was like, what's the worst that can happen? He can either ignore my email or say he's too busy and no harm, no foul. I just move on with my life. Can't get to know without asking. That's exactly right. Um, we met for probably 30 minutes one day, and this was, I don't remember what year it was. It was a few years ago. And we met for 30 minutes. It was great, super helpful. We stayed in touch. I kind of came and met with him a couple more times. And then he randomly messaged me on LinkedIn like a year later and said, hey, I got a job opening. Do you want to come in and interview for it? So it was all off a shot in the dark email to David asking just for some advice. Yeah, I read that like, I don't remember what I was reading one time, but it was maybe some other entrepreneur or like successful business person. But that's what they attribute a lot of their success to was just saying yes to all the opportunities that felt right to them. Um, kind of with almost a leap of faith or just trust in their gut that when something came across that they were interested in or just had an idea they liked it, they just right. always had that. They just said yes to the opportunity and um, kind of sounds like you maybe did the same thing. Yeah, and I occasionally mentor some, or I'm there as a resource to some students that are studying finance and business at MTSU. And my, my biggest recommendation all the time is just shoot your shot. I mean, if you want to get into an industry and there's somebody that you found in it that's interested, I, I have found from my experience, if someone is an expert in their field and someone approaches them seeking advice about the field they're experts in, chances are they're going to be willing to share slash give some sort of advice, even if it's 15 minutes. Nowadays with Zoom, it's super easy just to take just a few minutes from somebody and ask a few questions because from their perspective, you're looking up to them. And a lot of times people who are successful don't mind sharing advice to people who are going to follow in their footsteps one day. So, um, shoot your shot. But anyway, I, when, while I was doing public accounting, I was learning so, 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 so much about business, the tax effects of things. I was doing corporate tax return, partnerships, S corps, personal trust, the whole nine yards. And at the time I didn't necessarily view the fact that I was going to spend a career doing taxes. Could I have maybe sure I was with a great group of people and it was a great firm and I loved every second of it. But again, it was just one foot in front of the other. It was an opportunity that had presented itself to me. Then I pursued it. I worked hard. And then the opportunity where I've 
legitimately found the dream job I want to do the rest of my life then presented itself. And it's all thanks to just taking one foot in front of the other. Um, and at the time, a few years ago, after I passed my CPA exam, I was like, oh, whew, never have to take another test in my entire life. And that was certainly not the case because then when I came over to David's team, we had the series exams, we had the CFP exam, and a little nugget about the CFP exam. Miles and I were studying for it. This was pre-COVID. And well, it was leading up to COVID, so it was starting COVID, to get yes. stressful because right. we felt like we saw the writing on the wall. And it certainly was on the wall because we were studying. I was scheduled to take the exam on a Monday. Miles was scheduled to take the exam on a Tuesday. And then... Which I think it was maybe Tuesday. I mean, you, as you all know, you don't forget some dates. I think it was Tuesday, March 17th, the day that my, I took mine it. Mine was Monday, March 16th or yeah. something like that. So right March of 2020. And then... It was actually a random fact. It was actually whatever day Tom Brady said he was going to the Bucks because <laughs> right before I got out of my car... I got a notification that said Tom Brady was joining the Buccaneers. So you can look that up. And the Monday I took it, so I took it, it was like six or seven hours inside that testing center. You know, your phone's off, you leave it in a car or a locker. And I come back to my car. I just found out I passed. Huge sigh of relief. I turned my phone on and I had like 100 plus emails. It was the day the stock market was down like 12% in a single day. And I had just passed my CFP exam. And I'm like, oh my goodness, here we go. <laughs> and Miles passed it the next day. And then that Wednesday, didn't they shut down the testing center? Yeah, I think, um, if I remember correctly, not, so yes, yeah, so I was leaving the testing center. And I just, I don't know, my gut was telling me, like I was worried the whole time that they were going to shut down the testing center before I had the opportunity to take the test. And that was after a year's coursework and you know, studying hard for three or four months, had all the prep done, ready to take it, and I was just worried that they were gonna be closing the testing mm. center down. But that would have been awful. They so I, I they don't. I take the test. I do walk out though, and I don't know why, but I asked the guy, I said, Is is there any chance you guys are closing the office down or the testing center down? And he said, Funny you ask, I just got the call ten minutes ago. We're closed as of eight AM tomorrow morning. So <laughs> snuck that one in, thankfully. <laughs> Yeah, that would have not been fun to have to delay that exam we had been studying for for three or four months. Um, and the rest is history. We've been here. Um, what do you say? Yeah, so no, I've been here about four and a half years. Carson's been here about three and a half. Yep. Um, Carson, what do you think are like? What's your, what's your favorite part of you know working with clients here, or another aspect of your job that you think's kind of one of the more yeah one of your more favorite things? I think, and I was just saying this in a client meeting the other day, but I feel like the times when I get the most joy out of what I'm doing is working with clients that we have a deep relationship with. And that's really just, it. it's also my specific personality, but I love getting the opportunity to help people with their finances and develop a level of trust where it alleviates the burden on the client or the people that we're working with. And um, that's that's externally, internally, we have an amazing team um, and it's just an awesome environment from David. I mean, the entire team is incredible to be around. So not only is it a great environment to work with, but also the service that we do for clients, it's being a teacher in some circumstances. I love being able to teach and help others understand different aspects about finances and their money. and. Um, also developing just deep, solid, long-lasting relationships with people because that's what 
I mean, we're, we're good at what we do. We're good at the planning. We're good at managing the investments, or I feel like we're good at it, a decent at it. Um, but it's what's so much va- more valuable is having deep relationships with people and just connecting on a personal level. Yeah, I think I would agree. I think, yeah. What about you? Um, definitely. The, I mean, I think we do have a great team I mean, we're only a team of seven. So it's important that we all all get along well, um, and mesh well, because if there's one or two people that don't, I mean, it can throw the, the chemistry of a team off pretty quick. So I think from the start, it's just nice to have a team of seven people here who are all, you know, on the same page, get along great, able to do things out of the office to build that team chemistry together. And then I think what I love most is just when you're working with a client and you can tell that they're nervous about the plan they have in place or don't, or feel like they've worked hard and saved all this money over the years and that they just still don't feel like they can retire and taking them through a financial plan and saying, Hey, you know, you can continue to work if you want to, but like you've done the hard part, you've saved all this money. If you really want to call it quits today, you can do that. And showing them that through, you know, the planning software that we do have and you take them through that exercise and then it feels, it almost feels like they sit up a little bit straighter afterwards. And then like, it's a weight that's off their shoulder. You can just tell that, you know, that they've, they're able to see all the hard work they have put in for the last 20, 30, 40 years, whatever that number is, has gotten them to the point where, you know, they can retire and start to do things that they've dreamed about doing or traveling to see the grandchildren more, whatever it is they're wanting to do in these later years, um, realizing that and just being able to go out and do it. Yeah. That's it. That's what it's all about. Well, I've learned a little bit more about you today, Miles. Same, same for you, Carson. <laughs> but I think I knew most of it already. Yeah. Um, perfect. Well, I think that's it for today. Thanks for listening, as always. Um, hopefully, we gain a little bit of interest, given a background about me and Miles. There will definitely be more episodes in the future. Thanks for following along, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Retire While You Work podcast. I'm Miles Zuger, and I hope you'll continue to join us as we discuss creative ways to manage your time and money. Any opinions are those of myself and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Expressions of opinion are as of this date and are subject to change without notice. The information contained in these podcasts do not purport to be a complete description of the securities market or developments referred to in this material. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but we do not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Every investor situation is unique and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. Any hypothetical examples are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary. Raymond James does not provide legal or tax services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional.